Adam Has a Beard is produced, distributed, and managed by Elements Divine. Adam Has a Beard is proudly sponsored by Refined Man Barbershop, Trejo Board Skate Shop, Wandering Soul Majestic Bookshop, Black Widow Razor with a checkout code of AHBBWR for 15% off. X Products, FNXFit.com with a checkout code of FNXTTIC. And we're proudly brought to you by Broken Symbol Group. Uh, do you want me to remove this background? Hell no, I want you to keep that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. That's hilarious. I love the little baby. Little baby. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of Adam Has a Beard. I'm Adam. I got the fucked up beard. That's a bunch of welding <laughs> situation. It it burned half of it and I had this monstrosity. And I was on fire and it was like baby Jesus. And it was Tom Cruise wouldn't save me. Nobody would save me. I was fucking on fire. And I was like, oh, God, help me, Jesus. And nobody came. But you know what? Save me with your black magic. <laughs> today, today we're here now. I'm glad that you guys are here. Uh, I'm very happy. I'm very thankful. Um, it is, ladies and gentlemen, the second annual spiritual uh, conference. Uh, it's this. It's. It, I'm very completely honored. With me today, I have my very good friend Alex. My very, my sister, my hermana, Mesela, I got Antonio, my brother, Mr. Antonio. We're all, we, these are the, the, the three that were on last year. We're trying to get uh, my co-host, uh, Mr. Jesse, who is absolutely my cousin, who's uh, supposed to be on here and we're supposed to be talking and he's not coming on. So on with the show. So everybody, <laughs> everybody good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I first first and foremost, I have always always been drawn towards the, the 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 dark side of things, the light side of things. I just find these beauty in things, and then I find out that meditation is a big thing. Now, meditation is one one of the key components that I really want to talk about. But of course, we're not gonna just stay on topic because we talk. It just we're just gonna flow. So yeah, meditation. It's the key. And Antonio, I want to start with you when I ask you this, this, this question. And of course, you know, if, if you guys feel, please jump in. It's it, by no means is this a closed conversation. There's no censors. You know how, you know how I roll. I'm your boy. We're, we're just going to roll. With this. You know what I'm saying? Meditation, Antonio. Meditation, specifically with you, because the, the magic that flows to your hands onto that guitar. Is it a meditational thing? Is it a, a skill thing? Is it a higher power thing with you i mean what is it because it, it it's, it's um, obviously hooked me bro i feel like when it comes to like doing music stuff or really like anything you're really interested in you you, you get into this like flow state oh, i yeah. think there there's i i think there's a specific amount of time you have to do something to get into it i forget what it is it's like 15 30 minutes something like that but then you're in this flow state where it's just like kind of coming out you're not really like thinking about anything. You're just like letting it come out. Yeah. And I think you could also get to that state by like meditating to where you're just like flowing, but with yourself instead of like whatever task you're doing, you know? Right. Right. Do you think, uh, you think by, by, by focusing your energy, do you think energy has a lot to do with it? Do you think that um, if you, do you believe that if uh, um, you channel 
you, you these these energies into this you can uh, achieve it i mean it's it's a much harder thing because i've heard that people just can't i can't get into that state i can't find that flow state i can't find that that level of meditation you, oh you, absolutely yeah absolutely i think uh focus is probably like one of the most important aspects of like meditation uh, well into turning into like a flow state you know because without the focus you're kind of just like there you know what i mean I think it's like the intention you're putting behind the energy. You know, yeah. I would say that's like a big part of it. Like focus, intention, meditation, they're all like synonymous with each other. You all kind of need them all to, for it to work out. They're like limbs of a being. They all got to yeah. move at the same time. And then you have samadhi or whatever you'd call it. Right. It's a do great you, way to put it. Miss Ella, do you think that by... Uh intention you, you think by the by setting your mood and calming your mind you think by by setting that intention you think that that helps as well and by the way oh, i by mean the, for sure. by by the way ladies and gentlemen mr jesse gleason my cousin thank you for showing uh, up mr well. jesse this is this is everybody alex miss ella mr antonio all right everybody i run on uh cbt so uh, i'm always going to show up a little late <laughs> okay Miss no go ahead intention what what uh, but, i mean like i was saying i mean I, I definitely think so i mean you and i have talked a lot about not only spiritual self but i mean even magically you think about what it means to be a bruja or a brujo or whatever you have you know that the most important thing about it is the energy and the focus that you are putting towards whatever you are doing, because that's what makes things happen. It manifests mm, the energy and the focus manifest things to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So with the same thing that if you are focused and you are manifesting and you are putting all of your energy towards something, you're going to be able to make it happen. You're going to be able to move into a space that normally you couldn't. I mean, like when I first started with meditation, I had a really hard time because you, it's the mm -hmm. same old fucking song and dance that people are like, Oh, clear your mind. No, you don't have to fucking clear your mind. Like that's a bunch of bullshit because I don't know anybody who can just drop everything out of their mind and not right. think about a single fucking thing. So what I normally tell people is stop trying to get everything out of your mind. Like all you need to do is focus on what you are trying to do. Like I like to visualize myself in like a ball of light, right? Um, so that way I have a safe space where nothing else can get to me. And that if I have a thought, I acknowledge that thought and then I like visualize putting that thought into a bubble and then I just kind of let it float away because it can wait for another time. But That's beautiful. I mean, you, you meditate however you need to. I don't think that there's any wrong or right way. Um, I think it's interesting that you asked about um, playing guitar as kind of a meditation because technically anything that you are really focusing all your attention on can be a meditation. Like, oh my, I mean, to bring weed into it. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started rolling blunts, 
like that actually was very meditative for me because I had to really focus on what I was doing. And I found it very therapeutic for me because it was like, at that point, that was all I was focused on. Mm -hmm. I didn't care about anything else, just focused on what I was doing. Um, And the same would go when, you know, when I was doing makeup professionally, I would get into the zone where everything else would just kind of melt away and disappear. And that is the only thing that I was focused on. Like I wouldn't talk to anybody. I wouldn't be looking around. I would just be solely focused on, you know, the face in front of me, what I was working on. Yeah. So yeah, I, I it's just meditation is, um, I'm trying to think of the word that I'm looking for. Um, it's inclusive to me because it can mean so many things. It's just yeah. not you yeah, sitting in a room by yourself. Yeah. Like things that it is. It's yeah. like, you know, we were talking earlier, Alex and, and, and Antonio too, um, the transfer of energy between people. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's such a magical thing. It's, it's an amazing thing to be standing on top of a, a, on a stage and playing music and having everybody in the room bouncing up and down or jumping or moshing or just having a good time and that transference of energy is just it's it's i want to add a layer is like um in those moments for me it wasn't even about transference but realization that we are just energy and we're all (laughs) part of this one big thing you know the what was happening for me on stage and then i'm learning to do in meditation is find the boundary of that idea of me what am I in the first place? What is focusing on anything? What wants to do anything in the first place? So that's what, what I'm using it for. And on stage, that, that would come up. That boundary of my limited awareness would present itself. And then I have the ability to like explore that. What is this thing between me and these people? And am I playing this music? Or is this music playing itself? Because both are possible perspectives. If you, depending on how you look at it, and especially if you're when you're in the zone, and everything's happening. And and like she was saying, you're focused on what you're doing, you're not thinking about anything at all, you're just present doesn't mean there's no thoughts. You're kind of transcendent. I think that's a good way to put it is just being present. Yeah. Yeah. In the moment of what's going on. I, I will say after five years of working on a specific like technique and system, I was taught that meditation is the state of non-thought, a, a definition for it in the system, but you can't just get into non-thought. You kind of, the condition of non-thought has to be cultivated in some way. So each of us has our own particular keyhole in this lock and like how we can unlock this state of non-thought or flow or whatever you want to call it and and as one of my teachers taught me is if you spend time in non-thought if you spend long enough in non-thought you that leads to samadhi so that's like a different thing where there's no separate self you could call it non-duality or consciousness um, sort of a transcendental awareness and that's what i'm playing around with and learning to get to uh consciously <laughs> get to consciousness consciously uh, now i want to i want to know something too this has been since our last conversation there our cousin jesse the whole idea of a sweat lodge 
now I find it absolutely 100% intriguing and I really am really, really wanting to. People are pushing me to, to go do it and people are saying that you need to do this. My question is when you go into these sweat lodge, is it, is it like, a, it, we talked about like a sauna, is your body in pain? Is your mind just all over the place? I mean, it's warm in there, I know. Um, how, how do you get to that, that state of Zen, the state of, of meditation where you're like, I'm just gonna do this, it's gonna happen. I mean, do you think this whole transference of energy, this, this all ties together? I mean, I, I think that, yeah, it definitely has, uh, it has all those elements that you're talking about. And actually, since the last time we talked, uh, one of the things that, that kind of hit me uh, and there's a few few variations, but uh, when you guys were talking about um, music and, and how how that you know you can get to that state by playing music, I think the the great from the greatest guitar player to the person the person who picks up their first acoustic is going to find a, a place in that. the The music is an important part of meditation. Any place I've ever gone where they're trying to get you to meditate, now they they'll play the the cliche music a, a lot of the time that that's associated with some form of meditation, but in the sweat lodge, the, the songs exist. And I think that those actually help carry you to that, that state of Zen or, wow. or uh, the, the transference of energy. Cause really you're taking that bad energy and you're leaving it in there. It's being pulled from you in that sense. And, you know, the idea of uh, vibe being a very big word that's used uh, more often than not, it is vibration, vibrations, music. So music is getting you to that place. But in, in the sweat lodge, I wouldn't necessarily say that there's any pain associated with it. Um, I know that when, when, the first, when the first rocks get, get the water on them and then that, that heat hits you, it's definitely a different sensation, uh, similar to like the hairs on the back of your neck standing up or just, it, it's a foreign, it feels like a hand on you uh, in, in some form, but then you just start feeling it slowly kind of covering you, dripping. Um, and I think that almost gives you that warm embrace. The idea that, that the, the sweat lodge is similar to being in the mother's womb wow. isn't that far off. Mm. Um, you're, you're in a, a very dark place. You're, you're oftentimes kind of held, not always in the fetal position, but definitely in, in a closed space. And uh, there, there's room to move, but it, you don't really feel like you have to. Yeah. Uh, the air expands around you and, and you, it fills your lungs. So it, it's almost, you know, I, I don't recall what it was like being in utero, but I'm guessing that, that just the, those feelings right there are, are kind of bringing you back to a place that you may have forgotten. And wow. meditation also does that because I, you know, just uh, <clears throat> like she was saying that, that the focus that you're able to put into it is what gets you to those places, regardless of what it is. And who's yeah. to tell you what meditation is or isn't? Yeah, um, but the sweat lodge really does offer that, and I think really it, it's it's carrying on a tradition, but it's also connecting with the community around you. Um, oh, I've yes. sweat with I've sweat with many different tribes uh, over the years, and it's it's strange that they allow you to be a part of it, but it isn't like you have to you know register for it or anything. It's like you're here, you're you're with us, mm. and you're accepted immediately. Um, and that's a powerful thing, especially when you're dealing with somebody who's going in to whether it be church or, or meditation, you're going in there with pure thoughts and, and hoping these people share those with you. That's amazing. I mean, that, that yeah. sense, of, that sense of community, man, it's that whole transference of energy thing, man. I, mean, I can feel it as you spoke about it. I could feel that energy of being accepted 
you know, even though I would, if I went, I'd be an outsider. Thank you for that. That's well, and that that's that's maybe a a a way of looking at it that that kind of counter or is contradictory to what you were doing. If you were to go, you would be accepted because you're allowed in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a it's a special place for for anybody I've ever gone with, uh, and for them to allow you to be a part of it. Uh, it isn't with reservations, no pun intended, but um, it is to say that you are you are with us, and and we have no no issue with you being here. We're glad you're here, uh, and the the songs are, are are kind of a big important part of that. Whether you know them or not, just being near them uh, yeah. allows you to to receive the same thing that they are. Yeah. Wow. I think it's so interesting that you mention the music that they play during these because, you know, I was just having a conversation about, and this is kind of off the topic of being like with a tribe or reservation, but I was talking about EDM music yesterday and how some people may think it's just like noise and whatever, but like, it's funny how different music at different levels hits you differently like for me like EDM music almost is meditative in the fact that it's very tribal to me because it's I mean if you think about like a festival it is a sea of people all moving together yep yep the same thing which is amazing like when you you really look around and like you look at the crowd of people and you're just like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> if you strip it down to the base of the music to the drum, it's basically like this it's very futuristic funny. shaman drum. I don't know any other way yes. to describe it. It's very well, I, I think honestly for it to be good music, it has to be drum heavy. And that's, that's just the yeah. way I've been. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, know, you, yeah. you look at the music around the world and not always do you think, oh, this is great when it's really just kind of string led uh, yeah. or, or you know, anything like that. Hundred percent. I think rhythm of life, man. The thing that that drew me into Meridian Parkway was Tadpole. Tadpole is a drummer, and he is such a beautiful fucking dude. He is a a great dude. Every time he talks, he's just like, "Oh man, fucking a!" And he's the drummer. You know what I'm saying? And he lays down some heavy drums, heavy drums, and it was driving. That's what drew me in the first place. Then all of a sudden. You know, I, I meet Antonio, dude. I'm like, now we're homies, dude. We're kicking it here tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you're you're absolutely right, cousin Jesse, because the drums lead everything. Drums are driving force. They move your soul. They. Yeah, move I don't know if it's this weed, but I'm just realizing we all got a little shaman drum right in our chest. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think that's why those loud. Uh drums resonate with us especially like edm where it's like pulsating like a boom boom yeah. boom in the boom, womb i really sure do feel it like, like very you're loud mm-hmm. you're hearing yeah, your I, own beat in your mom's i think Absolutely. that you know from from a tribal perspective just to, and again i'm gonna have to say things most of the time preface with me being a native american but and a damn beautiful things. one too god damn it <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> but uh but hearing those those songs that that you know, when you're at a powwow or when you're at a ceremony or, or whatever your tribe uh, participates in, you assume that it's it's harkened back to, you know, time immemorial when uh, when things were very tribal, when when these villages were the way they were. Yeah. And assuming that because they are that old, that is what makes them a tradition. 
but when you do consider the, the people that are are going and to these festivals that she was talking about at uh, EDM, they are participating in a similar fashion. We just don't yeah. look at it as the same because it's new. Right. It's the same yeah. as we look at Scientology. Scientology is a weird religion that just because yeah. it's new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even Mormonism is fairly new and it's right. weird. Right. Dude found gold plates in the woods and came out, looked at them in a hat. I don't know, man. It's yeah, very yeah. new and weird. You're right, and you know, I mean, the, the fact that you're able to start a religion nowadays without having it just yeah. disrupted by you know the cult talk, it's it's you know, it says a lot about the ability to get there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, as much as I, I still laugh about the idea of Scientology, they are moving forward as a religion. That's not, crazy. yeah, that's crazy. Waco, yeah, Waco, bitch. <laughs> you know, well, they were I, still following Christianity to some degree, but right. you know, yeah, David Koresh, you know, he, he definitely you could see some of those sermons that he was putting on, and it was just like, man, the man knows the okay, the man knows his stuff. You know, what I mean, he obviously knew his stuff. He knew what he was talking about when it comes down to religion and what exactly was going to happen, and and then his prophecies and this and that. Okay, I get the crazy aspect, but then also I get what he's coming from, and I'm like, well leave the man be he's trying to make a buck you know what i mean and so <laughs> well i don't know man i could i could, stu know? I could study uh, uh, a mechanic's a book for a long time and be a fantastic mechanic but i don't think i'm gonna con people out of their cars you know what i mean yeah right now i'm trying that right now with my jeep man it's a meditational it's a, <laughs> i find myself underneath this damn jeep and i'm like god dang it why and then also i'm like okay i'm gonna do this and i change my whole i'm like oh man my whole mental perspective just goes calm and then i get quiet and then i start wrenching quietly and then i'm like focused again you know what i mean so maybe you can be a mechanic i mean i didn't know how to do any of this shit before my last concussion you know what i'm saying well, i'm not gonna try <laughs> <laughs> it's a good you know so so the transference of energy the the the, the free flowing of becoming a, a religion i mean what's to say what's to stop anybody from actually actually doing that i mean you think people would want to try that? I mean, it, it's working for a lot of us. I mean, for, for my for for example, myself, I like to I like to find myself down by the river. I like to go to this place. It's very magical to me. It's very amazing. It's the whole rainforest. You go into this damn spot and every your whole world changes. You walk in there, literally, your guard just drops. And then I just find myself a nice little parking spot. And and it was like the middle of the night. And I was just like, you know what? I lit myself an incense. I lit myself a candle, and I just sat. And the energy, man, it's just like it's something like I could get behind the the whole movement of starting my own religion of like, please come to the forest and check this out. They man. all start from some experience. Someone like I ate twenty grams of mushrooms alone when I was twenty one. I could have started a religion. I started a band, bro. So you know, I met God and was like, whoa, this shit's real, dude. We're all God, but. It got old after like five years. People got sick of hearing about it. I didn't have any. I wasn't selling anything other than CDs. So <laughs> I think I bought a few of them. And love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lots it's so of funny, yeah. Adam, that, that you bring up the whole forest because I legitimately have been thinking about that place every day for the past couple months. Mm. Like, and you know, like I've never actually been there, but even in photos it has a certain energy about it mm -hmm. Absolutely, like it just calls to you it's, so it's i a... get it hey hey so 
sorry. My cat is. <laughs> I thought you were saying that's what the call was like. Oh, the yes. <laughs> like it calls to you like, hey, sorry. Hey. No. Like, like, Damn, I want this my window. That was like perfect that. timing. Oh, yes. That, that forest is amazing. I mean, I love it. I any chance I get and I'm in the area because obviously my crew now for my new job, which by the way, has done wonders for my mental health. Amazing. I got like go to work and I'm like, man, I'm going to make a difference today. You know what I mean? And I don't make a difference, but I keep thinking that I'm going to, you know what I mean? And make so, a difference, bro. I'm not with this job. <laughs> but you, but I feel good. like a lot of us, a lot of us make a difference to a lot of things without us even realizing that we are Yeah. because it could be very minuscule, but you are still making a difference and you're still helping. So don't write yourself off. Well, I don't know that the sun can shine on itself and the eyeball can't see itself. So, you know, we can't see what we're, we can't see what life would be like without us. And if you didn't have that job, maybe you couldn't afford your rent and sit here and host this, you'd have to be living out of your car. So and that's you know. a big, it's a big monster truck. I tell you what, I'm compensating. What am I compensating for, cousin? No truck. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's that's an funny. amazing thing, man. You know what I mean? It's like so. I like I like I said, I don't feel like I'm making a difference. All I do is paint paint, you know, stripes and crosswalks and stop bars and arrows to tell you to go this direction. Oh, so you're saving lives, dude. <laughs> Some drunk guy at like three in the morning is like. Depending on that stuff, man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he is. You know what you really need to get into is the uh, the rumble strips because those things save me quite often. And my car uh, yeah. things on almost every every road in Washington State. Dude, I'm gonna tell you about the rumble strips, man. You get in those that, that skids and you're like and you're out. <laughs> I get the shaken man syndrome, bro. <laughs> but you know, the, the 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 point was, I get this job and I get to drive wherever I want to, and I always make it a point go up to Port Angeles and a cruise back down, come down to Forks and go to the rainforest. And it always calls me every time I go there in Claylock. Those are just my, my absolute favorite places to go. Well, other than snowboarding, but that's beside the point. But uh, the whole rainforest, man, I just. I can't stress enough, Miss Ella, you have to come over. You have to check it out. You have to see it for yourself. You can just spend a week there, and I'm telling right you. Now, right now, I'm planning on coming out to Washington, hopefully next year, because oh. I can't stop thinking about it. And if I can't stop thinking about it, there's usually a reason, mm -hmm. which means I need to go. So I'm going to make it happen. So, I'm Adam, is there anywhere... Is there anywhere you know of where I could go for like three weeks and like park my car and just camp and be alone and not see anyone else? Oh, dude, let's pick a spot anywhere on 101, uh, anywhere up towards Forks. Stay away from um, uh, one Highway 112 because the tribe at the end of 112 does not like guys in orange, which is me. Um, but I'm trying to fix that. I'm trying to fix that. But uh, anywhere along that highway. And there's just like um, anywhere in the whole rainforest, I'm telling you, three weeks i can just pull over and like if i'm respectful just make a tent and oh yeah shit yep Skate you. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt that i've been <laughs> meaning to ask someone that that knows and it's just right in front of me so skate creek uh it's another another oh <coughs> speaking of meditation because it all ties together meditation at skate creek uh mile post exactly specifically 14 is um amazing because there's just a river um it's 
it's it's literally like maybe 100 feet off the freeway but it's just down on on the riverbank and it's just like beautiful spot it's amazing it's quiet you can camp there as long as you need to uh it, it's amazing dude i'm telling wow. you wow yeah, cool Thank you. Yeah, going back to that uh, how we're talking about meditative states and being mm-hmm. like a state of flow i think nature really helps with that oh yes, yeah so big being, time being yes, outside and time. like you could just sit there for long enough and just listen to yep. the wind and just listen to nature. It really does kind of put you in a flow state with like a, like the big nature. I don't know. It's a good way to put it. Like totally. nature itself, you know? Yeah, I totally agree, everything. man. Mm-hmm. Meditative, therapeutic. I would put those in the same category as well, especially when we're made to be in that. And we've, I feel like I live in a synthetic environment here in Seattle. I'm in a freaking shoebox. I've decorated it so it feeds my spirit as best I can. But when I'm out in the trees and there's animals and bugs and wind, and even if it's raining, I feel different. I feel tuned in. Absolutely. I'm not ever bored. Never. There's always something going on. There's always yeah. something to do, yeah. something to explore, a rock to turn over, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and if you're really out there and like you need, say you're camping and you need something, I need something that's like this long that can do this. You look around, it's there. Mother nature is like providing all these things for a creative person to build shelter, to make food. Like, Oh, this is mind blowing. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to do that out here now with all these people. But I, I think that, you know, that I would like, honestly, my dream situation would be we'll build a sweat lodge out in the middle of nowhere. Like, like the rainforest, a little spot where I can hit this, hit the sweat lodge, go through what I need to go through. I'm not saying I wouldn't take any mushrooms. I'm just saying that I would just <laughs> do, do this, get that spiritual cleansing, you know, and then bam, right out into the forest. Is that an ideal situation or is this, a, is that like a crazy dream? That actually sounds fucking awesome. If you do that, please let me know because I'm going to come do that. <laughs> Cousin Jesse, you got uh, that sweat lodge going? <laughs> it sounds good, but uh, unfortunately, I think I've become too conditioned to the urban lifestyle, you know? <laughs> yeah. my, I don't like to get my shoes dirty. <laughs> bro, <laughs> you, you, spent, you spent some good money on some nice shoes, bro. Yeah, you gotta take I, I, mean, shoes I, I like to create the artificial environment within a place that was easily reachable to a metropolitan area, you know, <laughs> visit. Yeah. Nice we go up to we go up to port angeles uh once or twice a year uh my wife has some um her family has some land out in indian valley and it's a nice nice spot not too far from hurricane ridge um mm-hmm. and it's just beautiful and when we're out there you know i don't think it's the last time we went was the first time we turned on the tv and that's just because we have little little kids who you just got to give them a movie every now and then and just yeah. relax. Yeah. but uh yeah i mean i i do enjoy and i think that as reluctant as I am to go take a hike anywhere or anything like that, because I don't really enjoy it that much. Uh, I enjoy being out there more than almost any other place I've been, just because it, it removes you from from all those things. So me- the meditation portion of it is just going out in the morning and, and hearing nothing. Yeah. Well, you're hearing everything, but yeah, but it isn't it isn't common for the things that you've had to listen to for yeah. the last six or seven months at work. Yeah. nobody's calling you there's no cell phones there's no none of that yeah that's amazing i love that hurricane ridge area i love crescent lake mount eleanor the whole rainforest i mean that whole there's there's something about that little chunk of peninsula that is just truly amazing you know what i mean yeah i mean i wonder if since we live here you know this this is a destination spot for people and i always thought that was odd yeah oh we're gonna go to visit 
Seattle and Washington is like, why? I've been here the whole time. I ain't checking anything out. I guess, you know, I mean, living in New York, not a lot of people are, if you live there, you're not going to the Statue of Liberty. Oh, right. I yeah. Would, you know, I, if I go there, well, I'm from Minneapolis and Wyoming. And I got to say, like, the nature, the amount of stuff that there, you have access to up here from like the ocean to, I don't know, there's all the mountains and everything. It's pretty amazing. It's un, <laughs> unlike the Midwest in a lot of ways. I've never all lived over in Minnesota. Block. You're, yeah. yeah, you're on like you you can only see around your block because you're in trees everywhere. It's flat. So weird. Yeah, see, like <laughs> Washington's awesome like the here. only state that's got all four all four seasons like all at once. I mean, obviously yeah. you have the Cascades, you got snow up there. I mean, I you, I think you still have it up on Stevens Pass, on if I'm not mistaken. There's and then, a lot going on here. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You got the desert, you know, three hours or four hours on either side to uh Yakistan. You can go to the coast, <laughs> you can go, you know, to to, to Port Angeles, you can go to it, it's everything, everything all in one. And I, I think every time I've tried to leave the state, I just keep calling back. And it's like more like a more like that call that Miss Ella made to that cat. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Washington just says, Hey, and I go, I'm going home. <laughs> and it's true though. I mean, it's you get connected and it, it's that and I, and I and I hate to beat this dead horse but it's that transference of energy when you find that spot you find that you're just in love with it you're in love man I mean there's no way around it there's just there's not there really isn't well, there's not in love a, with the rent prices but oh yeah <laughs> I mean there's a certain I think there's always going to be a certain energy about um, nature because there's a stillness that you don't find in anything else. Like it talks to you, but you feel grounded, I guess, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. but it's just like every day you have so much going on and sometimes it's just static because like anything that anybody's saying or anything that you're hearing is one of those things that is just kind of like, all right, it's a sound, but like, it's not what I need to hear. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. Cause we're like over, over, overdone with electronics and everything. If you think about it, I mean, how many electronics do you have in within 10 feet of you, you know, we're, we're constantly crowded. I got one, two, three, four, five, six seven, whoa that, that's a pull start you don't want to see that thing uh but yeah i got a lot of electronics in here you know what i mean <laughs> there's a lot well, and constantly it, it, yeah it's just like every time i i tell people that like my favorite thing to do is hang out in cemeteries um not only because i prefer to be around the dead um but because it's the one place that's still yeah. like completely still while there's <clears throat> obviously like there's some activity and stuff like that here and there you're gonna have it but like it's the one place that the ground feels good you know like you're safe you're nothing I don't know just like nothing can hurt you and I feel like that's too like when you go out like deep in the woods or like for you like to go to the rainforest you you hear and you see a lot of things that you don't normally notice yeah. and you yeah. feel it like like i said like even just like looking at photos you can feel that energy coming from it just like 
I don't know. Like, it's just good. It's necessary. It is. In a way. It's, it's very, it's very well, calming. You, I, I guess just listening to, to this, these conversations and, and listening to the podcasts, you know, that, that you've done already, a lot of the things that we think, I mean, is it the idea that we're overstimulated so often that the absence of those stimuli is what makes us feel like we're meditating? Maybe we're not, I mean, <laughs> Are we not meditating, but it's just because we don't have those interruptions right. that we feel clearer Yeah, be meditation, but it's just the idea that that's not there to distract me. And now I'm where I'm, I'm leveling back to where I should be. Absolutely. Well, I, I find that I can get disconnected from that, that I was in fight or flight mode for like three years for some reason, because I've been so stressed out about work and just unable to digest my experience because it's one thing after another. And then I go out in the woods to try to unwind and I can't, I can't relax. I can't turn it off. So I have to practice. And that, that's what my spiritual fucking practice is, is me practicing and being in my natural state, which I should have access to, but I lost it because life's fucking hard. But now, now that I've got that, I'm, I want to go out because I can be still and I can match the nature and stillness of nature that she was talking about. And I can commune or communicate. I haven't been able to do that in a long time because we'll, we'll get you squared away, brother. Because I'm telling you, I'm right now, very stoked, man. Yeah, there's there's so, so many places. I mean, when Miss Ella comes to town, of course, you know we'll take her. We, we, there's plenty of spots, plenty of spots. When Antonio comes, he's going to be overwhelmed because he's a, he's a rock star anyway. He's going to be overwhelmed with all the the fanfare, the lights, and. Uh, the marijuana from Washington, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I've been up there, was it a year or two ago for like a week? And oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It was really, really nice. A lot different from where I live. It's really hot down here. It's more like a desert where are area you? down here. Uh, like Southern California. By like okay. an hour away from LA. Mm-hmm. My favorite. And oh, yeah, that's hot, man. Yeah, it's pretty. And then like the air up there, you know, it's just fresh and it's crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's trees everywhere. And that's a lot different than down here. I mean, there's trees, but they're not the same kind of trees. It's completely different vibe. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a whole different uh, type of energy, man. I mean, like I said, we go down, we we spend you know a week or two down in California, and it's Venice Beach, but we we very rarely do we get off the off the beach, off quarter deck, man. You know what I'm saying? A little yeah. sun therapy, a little uh, little one-on-one volleyball well it's just the one guy playing volleyball it's just me it doesn't matter <laughs> but you know i mean we're all on the beach man you know what i mean i'm having a good time and you know but then i come home and i'm like oh man i'm gonna go climb a tree shit fall down and see what happens and <laughs> you know and it's beautiful though i mean so i guess it's where you where you make that that time and make that that connection with the land with the people you know i mean when's the last time you took your shoes off and walked out into the grass you know what i mean i know jesse that's you have not <laughs> that is the best feeling ever yeah. like during the summer i will not wear shoes unless i absolutely have to yeah. but i mean some of that i think maybe that's just partly because of who i am and what i am and all of that but there's like you feel that connection like as soon as your foot hits the ground like there's just like that instant calm, you know? Oh yeah. It's that you reset. feel grounded. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I've wondered that with the, So I walk around with these rubber soles on my feet all the time. And I'm wondering that if I wore leather or 
bare feet would i be tuned in more am i like literally because you know with electrical energy rubber is kind of a killer yeah it's not conductive. i was just curious about that i don't I have any way to test it but it seems <laughs> legit in my, in my, <laughs> no, my i've, I've thought about my... the exact same thing because yeah. you know the earth also has a, an electromagnetic field and so does your body so it's like you'd be reconnecting yeah. those things and when you put a rubber sole in between it that's not conductive it creates a barrier between you and what's under you, you know? So and yeah, that. pseudoscientifically, I made an experiment that y'all can verify as musicians. You take a quarter inch cable or an eighth inch cable plugged into a speaker. You can take a house plant. I got it on my Instagram, put it on your finger, listen to your bioelectric speed and then yeah. put it on the plant. The two beings are vibrating at different speeds. It's pretty freaking cool. And you can hear the electrical interface with your speaker. It comes through. Wow. Pretty amazing. I don't know what we're hearing. It's just enough to buzz the speaker. But um, the vibrations that were much slower, you could hear the wave of the plant versus me. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot of energy, man. Yes, you do. <laughs> had some coffee. <laughs> You seem pretty laid back, so I wasn't going to say you were high energy, but yeah. <laughs> Can I do with my house plant? Fuck yeah. That thing never moves. On, you guys, guys have a lot of conversations, though, I imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind talking to my house plants, man. I mean, that's for me, you know what? So when I grow roses or like, a, well, it used to be weed, but uh, grow roses or vegetables or like my, or like get, get them started. I always play music for them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, and I think that's a I've great I've seen game. them dance. Yeah, <laughs> they vibrate, man. So I mean, I play everything to them. You know, I I, I try to stay away from like uh, um like the Wheeler Walker Jr. or any anything weird like that. I try to like stay with within you know like the blues, the jazz, maybe a little uh, Lady Gaga, Lady. A little uh, bit I of, bet uh, they really yeah. appreciate it, man. I have a relationship <laughs> with a million year old rock. Like it's my homie, it's my roommate. We sit together. It's teaching me how to meditate. Like that motherfucker knows how to be still. I'll show you guys. He wants to meet you guys. Apparently, let me take off this filter. Oh. Hold on. Look at that filter. <laughs> All right, hold on. Uh, oh, okay, so I started working with this this particular. I don't know if I told you guys this last time. But this is pretty amazing for me. I started working with this like super old Indian meditation lineage. It's like five thousand years old or something. And this is Wait, how they represent. Feathers. What's that? Indian? You say dots or feathers? Uh, dots. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> this is something called the Shiva. Sorry, I had to think about that. <laughs> called the Shiva Lingam. Basically, a representation of all that is the formlessness. So it's just kind of a symbol for the path that I'm working with. And I walked outside of my work, and I've worked at this place for 22 years, and I was like subtly guided somehow to walk 10 feet south to this abandoned office building and look in this planter box behind the dumpster, and I could see that much of it and it was fucking glowing blue i i don't know how i was on the phone with my buddy and i'm like dude i gotta call you back and i start you know digging and this thing's a shiva lingam and these are only made in one spot in india the naramunda river they fall into the river and they spin around for thousands of years and they make this egg shape oh, somehow it got oh, shipped yeah. over to america sometime in the past 200 years and 
freaking ended up in that planter box and I was in flow state one day and was like guided over there. She's a little mini miracle, man. That's for beautiful. Me. That's awesome, dude. But yeah, I was good. What made me think about that is like even rocks, I feel like have spirit. Everything here is alive to some degree Absolutely. in nature, the rocks and the dirt and the air and the water and even the fire. Well, one of the uh, more common and classic uh, uh, quotes given by it, and it's always attributed to a different chief of some sort of saying that we um, we don't own the earth, we belong to it. And I think that there's a lot of truth to that. You know, I mean, it's, Fuck, we're yeah. stewards of the land and, and right now we're being shitty to yeah. the land completely, but it's because yeah. no longer connected. Yeah. yeah. Yep, we're we're building all these fancy skyscrapers, building all these things we don't need. We're, we're building, building our own jail cells, really, because we stay totally, in yeah. mm-hmm. We just forget to do yeah. every once in a while, take three weeks off, go out into the into the into the forest, into <laughs> you know, we're forgetting these things and the simple things that remember when we were kids. I don't know if you know, we we would go off into the woods and it's like, oh man, shit, I forgot how to do that, you know, and now. As an adult, I still have I still have the fear because every time I build a campfire, I think about how my house burnt down, and I still have flashbacks oh, of that. Just like I so I can't deal with it. Yeah, massive, right? So whenever I go camping, I'm like, I have to build this little tiny fire. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's that's manageable. You know what I mean? But anything bigger than that, like I really want a bonfire, but I'm just like every time it gets a little bit bigger, I'm like, oh shit, dude, I gotta put the fire up. And I get yeah, I, I get freaked out. You know what I mean? So it's a powerful energy, man. It's extremely powerful and it can get it can show its power like that. Uh, is, you know. Yeah. I was gonna say something that I'm really stoned and I keep having these deep thoughts I haven't had in a long time. But Let my dad's—he's an astrophysics professor, so sometimes I'll get stoned and ask him these questions. And one of these, a couple of weeks ago, he's telling me that the body is just made up of all of these materials that were, are out in stars, like copper, and we were going through all the elements. All right, so I was like, well we're ancient these bodies are a reformation of ancient material we're part of this earth which is part of the stars and all that what's fucking everything up like what part of us this is young ego i don't know the, the youngest part of us this body's really old and i'm sitting here thinking i'm only like what 45 years old it's just interesting to me man how are we so disconnected from or me, I don't know if you guys are, but I feel very disconnected from the ancientness of even my body. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing, man. I mean, how do we get disconnected? Is it? Disconnected? I always wonder if it's like a social thing, you know, like if you're just indoctrinated into the society that we live in, and yeah. that's what's like influencing it. And maybe that's why it feels so nice to get away from like the city and be in nature because like yeah, it reconnects you with you know what you are, which is nature. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to say envy. Envy is what, what has removed us. We, we, for the most part, I think you envy somebody and you want more than they have. So you go, you want it. something else. And, and the people, and it, it's strange, the people who want less people look at differently as if they're, they're the yeah. outsider. How could you live yeah. on some such minimal things? How, how is your wants not as big as mine? Wow. So they're outcast by their social circle. That social circle just gets bigger than the one normally that, uh, people who are just content yeah 100 wow you just blew my mind dude. on the fucking head <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just blew my fucking mind like <laughs> literally at the top of my head right now i have to process this yeah, i feel understood thank yep. you i mean but think about it we're 
all here because we decided that we needed to be here, that we needed to learn something like a theory that I had heard is that, you know, we're all divine beings and we come to earth to learn lessons or try to understand things that because of where we naturally vibrate, we can't understand them. Like we don't understand hate. We don't understand envy. We don't understand any of the lower vibrating things. So we come here to learn those things. And that when you're, you know, you're coming down, you come through this veil and you forget who you are and you forget that, you know, where you really come from. And it's funny when you have that moment of clarity, you know, that you realize I am much more than this. Like this is just a meat suit. I don't know, a fucking flesh prison. And when you finally like connect to who you really are and where you come from, it like blows your mind because you're like, holy fuck. Like there's so much shit that I can fucking do that I was never fully aware that I could do. And maybe it's the weed talking, but... (laughs) I've had I feel like I'm behind it. Probably should have smoked something, but <laughs> I didn't smoke. Well, I when I when I overdosed on right, right, mushrooms, I realized um, what you were talking. I remembered that shit. It was like you're it's like you're speaking from the other side. Yeah. Like we fucking we're eternal beings. And on the other side, everybody knows what God is. Like we all you can just go into the all. We're all the one is the many, and we're all the one. And we're all we can have a separate experience, but we can't ever like feel fully separated without coming here i know what separation feels like holy fucking shit it sucks but uh, yeah i'm also enjoying it i'm learning to enjoy it so i think that's the some part of me that fucking likes this shit i I I find it very frustrating (laughs) it's hard it's 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 so hard hard because like once once I feel like there are certain things that you realize. And once you get to that point, you're just like, I don't understand humans like this. None of this makes any sense to me. I'm completely foreign to all of it. It all feels very strange to me. Heavy. It feels real heavy. Everything. I mean, I hate to be a, a downer here, but I honestly, I mean, I look at a lot of things as I am. A, I'm a victim of the lottery of my birth, you know? Mm-hmm. There's people who are right next to me who I know, I, I, like I said, envy being a big one is these people who look down on people who have less, but they were handed everything. Yeah. If I were born in that body. Would I feel the same way? If I were born into that family, if I were born yeah. into that nation, yeah. you know, I mean, somebody who you're, you don't really have a whole lot of, I, I guess you really don't have a whole lot of decisions on what happens until you've, you, I get well hitting rock bottom before you hit that moment of clarity, uh, and then determining what you want to do. But the everything that's been pumped into your head before that is going to influence your decision. Yeah. So I didn't have a I didn't have a choice to to grow up where I did, or or have the parents I did, or the people around me, or have the trauma yeah. that that exists with that. It's what you do with those things after. Some people crumble. Some people some people thrive. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, I think it really does boil back down to the where you choose to meditate and how your vibration works. You know, um, you can make that decision or it can be made for you one way or another. Your vibration is going to hit somebody. You know, yeah. one, one thing that I like, like it came very clear to me. So like the second I had, I had the second concussion I had 
I got hit by a drunk driver and I was just like, my brain was rattled. I like came home and like went to sleep, woke up and wondered why do I have all this shit? There was a bunch of shit around me, like shit and material shit. It just did, just didn't. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like it. It just was, it, it crowded me. So what do we do? We just dumped everything dumped, cleared it all out, cleared it, went back to basics. I like to, I like to call it, you know, I only had, instead of like, you know, a hundred pairs of shoes, I only had 99 and it was just like, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a, there's no reason to get hasty with the shoes. <laughs> My bro, bro, I'm sorry. You guys have more than one pair of shoes. Dude, what I have. Fuck are I, you living, dude? You guys know, I have, have shoes. Dude, I, have three, <laughs> I have three shoes. I have shoes still in the box. Oh, bro, you got me beat. I only have. I don't even like, know when I plan to wear them. I got a pair on the way too. They're Candyland uh, questions. The entire thing looks like the Candyland uh, game board. It's gonna be the greatest things on my feet. Wait, what? That's dope. That's yeah. I, I don't have that many shoes. I don't have as many shoes as he my, my cousin does. I got maybe maybe 75, 80 pair. I don't know. I'm addicted. I don't know. Coach shoes and Nikes, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is, so when I got, you know, came to my awareness, you know, this doctor's pushing this medication. I took this medication. It made me feel like dog shit. I just did not feel it didn't feel anything like we did ever. What it was you doing? it was just it was just it sucked. So I didn't. What did I do? I went to float tanks. I did cryotherapy. I did hyperbaric therapy. I did IV therapy. I did meditation TM. I did everything that I possibly could have. The only thing I didn't do was a sweat lodge, which I'm still, I'm on the fence, man. I'm on the fence cousin, but I, and I want to try it. And I think I need, I think I need to, I keep having a dream. Like Miss Ella has a dream about the forest. I have a dream about the sweat lodge. And I think dude, it sounds it's a calling. amazing. Let's and go. You have Alex. the opportunity to go. Oh, do I am I being invited? Legit, don't fuck around. It's a big I, honor to me. Come with like, me then, I, because if I go, I want cousin. It's gotta, a big deal, kind of like it is. It's a huge deal. Sort of. It's important, and it's it's incredibly uh, powerful healing work. If I think you could go in and resist the change and come out and be like, yeah, I was cool, I was warm, and I feel cleansed. But if if you go into it and offer up what all that discomfort and resistance. I know it would be good for me, for sure. I know it would be difficult. I've been invited to all these you know, different places in the sweat lodge, but I don't, I, don't, I don't want to. I want to go with my cousin because I know my cousin. And I think that for well, me... Well, don't hesitate on my account. I, I honestly oh, no. think that, that honestly, if, if, you haven't, if you haven't felt ready yet, there's a reason for it. Yeah, you, that's good advice. You're getting closer Fear. to it because you're, you're inquiring more. Your body is almost taken there so there's going to be a moment where somebody's going to ask you and your body is going to to force your yeah. vocal cords to say okay i'm in it's uh, fear it's fear and i have no i think, idea I think why. that can happen with with any form of meditation you know yeah. I, yeah. if you're looking for it your your body is going to crave it mm-hmm. no different than it would sugar or or salt it's going to crave it and and it's going to accept it and go through with it when it's ready yeah that is exactly what happened to me with my current practice and my initiation i was scared to do it i didn't want to work with a teacher because i thought they'd tell me something that i didn't want to do and i put it off for a long time but when i was ready it just fucking happened on its own i found the right people they felt fucking found me and yeah i think that's really solid advice and hopefully your vocal cords hit me up and extend the invitation (laughs) and i find myself sitting there as well because i've never had the offer um 
but I've thought about it and it makes me scared too. Just yeah. so you know, like claustrophobia is something I deal with. Um, but it would be a good place to like, it's a safe space, incredibly safe from what I've heard. It is. Uh, it isn't something that's, I mean, I don't do it routinely. Like, like I think a majority of people do. Uh, when I, when I go, oftentimes it's just been because like I said, my body told me you, you need to go in now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I deal with toxins at my, at my job, but you know, just in, in daily life and I absorb it. And I think my body knows when it's time to dump all that. Um, and so, you know, I, I would love to say, yeah, well, let's, let's do one, but, but my body isn't going to tell me to do it. If yeah. it does, then I'll reach out and say, Hey, you know, I think, I think it's time for me. Or are you feeling like you would too? I'm ready. Um, yes. Just, yeah. you just tell me when you're ready. Oh, I'll do it. And, you know, I am, I'm doing a little work around the house. I only have an eighth of an acre, but I got to make sure, like I said, the artificial, uh, the artificial atmosphere in the back part of my um, lot to, to be able to put in a sweat lodge. Can when I'm ready to build it, my body will tell me. Although it's awfully lazy, so I don't know how quick that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, can I wear my J's in there? I'll wear, I got a fresh yeah. pair of J's. Well, I actually keep the old ones that are dirty so I can make sure, maintain my uh, reservation status by keeping my Jordans on. You know what I mean? <laughs> God damn it, cousin. All right, that's cool. That's fine. You just let me know when that thing is ready or when there's a sweat lodge because Alex and I are coming down and we're going to do this. I mean... I'm ready. I don't want to impose myself. I mean, I will totally go sit with y'all gentlemen, and it sounds like a freaking opportunity that I would not want to pass up, man. I, I, you know, I don't want to pass it up either, and I think that you're you're absolutely right, cousin. Because if my body says, my mind is saying, "Hey, let's go do this. Let's, let's find out through cousin Jesse, see if we can go do this. Let's go do this." And so, yeah, how long and is it? Maybe usually? just finding a reputable person who who has a decent lodge and. And they're gonna let me come in, and I'm I'm gonna say, hey, you know, I have some a couple of people I'd like to join. Yes, most of the, I I rarely get a I don't know if that's a good idea unless they just got this big family thing going on, and then I don't even get involved. So, yeah. uh, you know, there's there's definitely a few people that I do reach out to when I'm in need, um, and, and they've always been pretty receptive. Uh, you know, I mean, I've brought in uh, visitors a couple of times. They were coming in almost as an investigation, so that seemed a little weird. That is like, weird. <laughs> This is an archaeological study. You're just here to, you know, pray like the rest of us. Um, yeah, totally. But yes. you know, I mean, I, I think that that I've learned to learn. I figured out who those those people are. The ones that are doing it for like, oh, this is going to be fun. No, it's not what it's about. No, no. Not by no means. Uh, one of the people that reached out to me was like, you know, did you really think it was going to be fun? And I'm like, no, dude, that's not the point. That was not the point of the conversation. It wasn't Jesse about the sweat lodge. It wasn't about having fun. It's about getting down to the core, your spiritual, your spiritual core. You know what I mean? Getting down there and just shedding all these toxins, getting out there and doing it for the 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 rejuvenation of your soul, your mind, your body. Just get back down to basics. And well, you know, if you think about it, it's the physical representation of doing shadow work. Yes. Yes, I'm, it is. Like mm-hmm. you're you're purging everything out that needs to get out, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Same with shadow work. You have to do it mentally, you have to do it emotionally, you have to do it physically, spiritually, all the things to get yourself right. Because yeah. I'm it's not about seeing, oh man, like this really sucks and this is really uncomfortable. 
okay, yeah, it is. But it leaves you in the end feeling like, you know, you know, when you finally do that, that spiritual cleanse or whatever, you're like, man, that really fucking sucked. That was not comfortable. I feel really uncomfortable. But you finally hit that wall where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is why I need it because it offers you clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's you, you, you gain dominion over the things that for me, I think I was, I was like running from like things like simple as boredom. Something as small as boredom comes up for me when I'm doing the shadow work. And it's, it essentially is fear, some hidden fear of what I don't, I don't know, not being satisfied or I don't know what the fuck it is. It's some powerful shit though. Mm-hmm. It, it sure is. So I, I, I think I am, I think I'm ready for that. That's wet lodge. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's, you know, you just let me know, cousin. You just let me know. I'll call some people, see where we're at. Oh yes, dude. Listen, that's, that's just, it's going to be an amazing thing, man. I'm, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. There's a lot of things that I've been, you know, trying to, to do with my spiritual journey. You know what I mean? Obviously my family's pushing God on me. And ever since I got thrown out of church for wearing a Slayer shirt, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, <laughs> kind of bothered me. I started so they're pushing a very specific version of God on you. It sounds yeah. like right. a very boring and judgmental version. <laughs> right. The one who doesn't like Carrie King and Jeff Henneman and Tom Bardo. <laughs> Come on. You know, so I just, you know, since then I started opening my eyes and I was 15. I'm like, wait, why, why am I being cast out of this church? And then I'm like looking at some, obviously there's a pentagram on there. There's a, there's a demon on it, but that's beside the point. You know what I mean? And, and so then I started realizing, man, I just need to do things differently. And I want to do things, you know, this, you know, meeting the, the people that I've met in my lifetime, you know, you know, within the past, I would say past three years, I mean, it's been, it's been quite amazing because of the journey. The journey that I'm going on. It's a different direction than everybody else. I'm the black sheep of the family. I don't, I don't really give two shits about God, Jesus. I don't give a shit about Catholic Catholicism. I don't give a shit about Christianity. But I do like the fact that there is a higher being, and I know that she's a native woman, this God that everybody talks about. You know what I mean? And I did I just know that it's in nature, and I know that I can go outside in in my Jordans or I go outside in my air Jesus's and, <laughs> and be one with nature and find that same peace that these people throw money at these uh, people who throw around this little, the little container for their money. What's that thing called? I don't give a shit. Collection plate. There you go. The collection plate. I, I just... mean, it's because you're spiritual and not religious. I mean, if you yeah. think about spiritual being spiritual means like you are very in touch with everything. Like you see it at its core for what it really is as to where, if you ask me, religion is just that, Hey, look at me. Let's all do this shit together and make rules. And like, everybody needs labels for it these days. And they're just like, well, if you believe this, you're a Christian, blah, blah, whatever. And it's just like, no, yeah, like it becomes correct belief rather than knowledge of existence. Mm-hmm. It, right. Make me so sad. These, these depictions of the so-called God. And it's like, I'm looking at animals and nature and just getting my mind fucking blown, looking at space, looking at inner space. Like we see it now. There's space in our fucking cells. <laughs> Holy shit. God smokes weed. 
God likes to eat itself. God is like blowing my mind. But then other people call it God and they're like, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. He's mad at you. And if you don't believe this one right thing, you're in trouble for fucking ever. Because Sorry, religion man, is I'm Satan. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm Satan. Then. Yeah. I don't all know. Right. I think I think the all of organized religion is just the worst game of telephone ever. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. That is a good way to put it. Back to the the first person, usually they're making a lot of sense. Buddha makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And Jesus makes a lot of sense. He was And that one seemed to be the only one that actually like stayed pretty true and didn't get very uh, judgy. Yes. The Buddha? You know, yeah. And and I don't know how many times I've heard a Christian say judgment is reserved for the Lord. Like, well, then why the fuck are you judging me? <laughs> yeah, dude. You can't. Uh, I mean, and, and almost every every time you have these these super religious people, they came from an upbringing and they're just basically going because it's what they were told to do, or yeah. or, or that's what they do with their Sundays because they don't really have a football team yet. Whatever the case is, <laughs> they're yeah, it they're becomes just, your team. Like, yeah, that, yeah, shit, yeah. Go dude. Christians. You know that that's great. You know, I, I'm not I'm not going to fall for that. And honestly, the most unreligious people I know are the ones that attend church every Sunday. Yeah, yeah I, you're right. You know, I mean, you can say the, the difference between spiritual and religious, but things things that you do religiously are, are part of your religion. It, it's a routine, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but it, to, to follow the word of, of God that's been translated a million different times right like, uh, yeah i've taken copies of copies before they don't come out quite as clear than that yeah <laughs> i had a dude over here basically t- trying to tell me it was i'm not going to name names but we him and i've been talking about meditation and the buddha be here now for like 20 years apparently suddenly somehow he became evangelical and he started trying to tell me that the bible is the literal truth like he he doesn't believe anything but the Bible. I'm like, how does it even fucking happen? Oh, how does that happen? So I'm like, what translation? Fucking magic tricks. They do it to King James. So you're telling me you like found the truth. It's just this one version, only this one version right. of this one book on this fucking planet in the middle of nowhere. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, yeah dude. They dude. always talk about Jesus' miracles, and I heard that a few of them are card tricks. So, yeah, apparently you know, he's the wine was really good one. ones, man. My the favorite water wine was the big one. Yeah, my and favorite. Nobody was... talks about his carpentry. Why don't we see any of his table? My favorite yeah. one was like, "Hey, does this smell like chloroform?" I still use that magic <laughs> trick on myself. I'm like, "Hey, does this?" Uh, you know, uh, wake up, pants yeah, down. Yeah. I don't want to get into it really, but I mean, damn, it happens. So you're right. He was a magician. These stories, the telephone games. I mean, it's but what... honestly, the people that the people that believe like preach the word of God the most would look at jesus and and just rip him to shreds mm-hmm. on oh totally mm-hmm. they would hate him mm-hmm. he was hanging out with hookers and he yep. was around with these dudes that wouldn't shut up mm-hmm. you know he was he, like all the things that they don't like about people in general are pretty much what jesus was based on totally the information we have now again i can't say it's true because it's the bible and you miss yeah. like 18 years of his life in there there was probably some pretty cool shit that happened in that those years but nobody knows about it. I don't yeah. know. That's again based on one of the, the, the top selling books in the world. Yeah. It's well, so I tried funny. to empathize with this guy and I spent an hour laying on my bed and I was like, all right, what would it feel like to just 
take this book, for example, and just say, this is the truth. And I'm only going to believe in this. I'm not going to think about anything else for the rest of my life. This is it. Probably feel kind of good. Like you could just, he can just relax now, I guess. Was that how it worked? <laughs> I don't fucking know, but he didn't seem very relaxed. No, because it seemed like he had to come at you and try to convince you too. That's one of he the. He started trying to fix me. Yeah, and then he was telling me that it's his job now to you know bring about disciples to Jesus. I'm like, dude, I'm uh, I love Master <laughs> Jesus, but like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is weird. This isn't. It is. This, is, this is not what. Um, I'm not down with this. Uh, now, before we continue in the book, whatever you hold true on earth, I'll hold true in heaven. So if I hold it true on earth, doesn't that make it okay? Like as long as I do, when I get up there, like, well, yeah, it's kind of a loophole, and you're like, hey, dude, yeah. you got to let me in. Yeah, it's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> Hey, exactly. before, before we continue on the later further, we have to say goodbye to my, my our, our brother Antonio. He's got yeah. Work. Sorry about that, guys. Got to get going. No worries. It was nice to meet you, man. Likewise, and it was getting so good too. And I was just listening to your guys' perspectives right now, and I was like, man, like I really want to stay on, but I do got to get going, unfortunately. My brother, we love you so much, man. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on, and uh, we we will chat again, bro. Yes, we will. Thank you guys for having me. It was wonderful to hear you guys' perspectives and. Uh, Likewise. Nothing but love. Nothing but love, brother. Nothing but love. All right. You guys all have a smoker, good so I gotta change my location and sit out on the porch. Change your location, cousin. Do your thing, man. Find that glitch in the matrix because man, I I, I agree. You know, there are so many things, so many people that uh that, that think that it's a great idea to go ahead and overnight change the perspective and try to change you. Yeah. People have been trying for a very long time to change me. Hey, you need to come to church. My own mother, which my own mother doesn't, you know, I, I, I love my mom. I really do. Really. She's five foot two, full of nuclear energy and this, this a beautiful Mexican woman who is an amazing gardener. He loves, 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 loves to tell me how to live my life. Here's the, she's my mom, right? So she's supposed to. What I don't like, well, I, I'm not saying anything about it, my mom. What I don't like is people trying to tell me, hey, you need to do this. You have to do this. Yeah. Your, your ancestors have done this, or your people have done this, or your friends are doing this. No. If all my friends are jumping off a cliff, are they going? Are they going? Uh, yeah. Am I going to ask them? Yes, of course I'm going because we're going bungee jumping. That's the type of friends I hang out with. You know, Guilt is a powerful tool, man. Yeah, what is it? Mean, somebody can make you feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like parents are the best at it. Like, you know, you really, if you love me or, you know, I care for you. I, I worry about you. You should come. And you're like, I don't want to. And they give you that. Oh, like it's, you're doing something yeah. to them. Like, I'm not doing anything to you. Yeah. I just, I, said I just no. don't want to do it. Yeah. I mean, like, what do they expect? They brought you here and they, they expect you to be like, do what they want you to do. I'm sorry, mom. Like I'm a free will. Well, you, you help make my body, but like but I got my own agenda for their, their parents. So they're like, well, yeah. you got to return the favor. I did it for grandma. So now you got to yeah. do it for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not taking one. I'm not taking one. I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, 20 bucks is 20 bucks, but damn. You know what I'm saying? I just quote. There is a good quote. It's a program your own reality or the world will gladly do it for you. And I find that anytime I expose myself a little bit, someone's like trying to jump in and like take control of my little reality maker. So I guess it's fun for them or something. I don't want to do that, but um, (laughs) yeah, it happens. It's all over. Fucking social media. Yeah, social media. Uh, I find myself glued to it, you know, trying to, you know, trying to live up to what other people want. But then I realizing 
that's not what I want to do. That's not who no. I am. I have conversations that, you know, random conversation with Miss Ella. I know sometimes she's she, she's awake more than I am, but I wake up and I'm like, first thing I do is like message her. I'm like, ah, I can't see where my glasses. I got to text her this because this just, and she's like, she's like, you need to open your eyes. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, literally. Oh yeah, that's right. I got to wake up first. <laughs> yeah, know? the dead don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> on occasion I do, on occasion. <laughs> but it's it's a very fickle thing to have people come in and try to change your thought processes, trying to change yeah. what you do, change things how you like. For example, this podcast, I get so much hate mail for, you know, believing, standing up uh, for women, standing up for uh, the Asian communities, standing up for the That's black community. Sad. But I just, you know what? I, I won't back down. I'm a motherfucker if I see somebody beating up a woman. I'm a motherfucker if I see some kind of shit like that. I, yeah. I'm a motherfucker. We got to protect each other. I wanted to say, though, like um, a lot of what I see is people trying to force their view or their belief or their opinion on other people. And I really enjoy interacting with you guys and hearing your perspective, but also seeing the beautiful way that you hold space for other people while like, while I share my experience, you know, I don't, I don't feel the judgment, even if it's not the same as someone else's experience in this group, that's a safe space. It's a beautiful example for the world. I just don't know that there's a lot of that going on, man. Just, a lot of people are trying to force everyone else to be on their team. What the fuck, yep. man? We're all like yep. individually unique, amazing beings. Yep. And I think well, that's everybody's why team. that's why this podcast for me and this 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 spiritual convention that I like our spiritual podcast is such a big thing for me. I, obviously, you know, first person I reached out to was Miss Ella. And then I wanted my co-host was going to be my cousin, Jesse. And of course, I needed Alex in here and I needed Antonio on here because we're so diverse. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, Jesse brings this, you know, this this beautiful history with him and he the extensive knowledge man he's a smart and funny motherfucker man how many shows oh, you have thank you. <laughs> and, and and he's my cousin too you know what i'm saying had the ego never hurt anybody well you know well then so be it but miss ella i mean this dark beautiful soul and such a bright darkness if that's a, if i could if yeah I lots could. of light coming off that one exactly and that's why Full she's spectrum you know, She's very one of my trusted, very close trusted friends. I mean, I, I never get to personally meet her, but I still get a it's very. It's gonna happen. A, yes, it's going to. It's going to be in a sweat lodge. <laughs> you. you know what? I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. It's it's life changing. Of course, Alex. I mean, I've known you for such a long time, brother. I mean, long almost, time like seventeen years or something like that. Bro, it's almost twenty because my kid is twenty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it's I'm about 20 years. Dude, you're getting old, dude. I you're you said you're 40 something. I'm like 60, 70, wait, 75, oh. 80. This shit's fun though. Like yeah. she was saying, you know, we're like eternal beings and we come here to be human. Like, I'm gonna enjoy the full ride. If I get to make it up, I gotta be 95, I'm gonna be rocking like super awesome striped pants. I don't know where they get their clothes, but I'll figure <laughs> it out. Uh, it must be a secret store I don't know about. <laughs> Called Value Village, brother. It's called the 1920s. They just never bought new shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you there, man, for sure. So, you know, we're at the end, man. Give me, give me a closing thoughts. Cousin Jesse, give me some closing thoughts, brother. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, very happy to be a, a part of the podcast um, here. Uh, and it really kind of 
I, I appreciate the diversity you always bring to, to everybody. I mean, the, the people that you bring in to talk here uh, really provide a different perspective that I, I never see. The people that are around me are live in a fucking podunk town and everybody thinks the same. I go to the reservation and we've all been taught the same. So being able to get them from different different corners of this, this continent yeah. um, just helps quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I'm really yeah, glad cool. uh, I got to meet uh, Alex and Ella and, and uh, the other gentleman. He didn't talk much, but Antonio, yeah. he was he was a great listener. And I appreciate that, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, I will do it anytime you ask. cousin. Miss Ella, closing thoughts. I mean, I'm very honored to be here again. Um, like he said, like, it's nice to have different perspectives. I'm somebody who likes to try to see things from all sides. Um, try to understand from every point of view. And so it's funny how different we all think, yet we all come to the same conclusions about things. Mm. Um, I think it's what makes us beautiful is that we all are different, yet we all have something very important to offer. 100%. 100%. And that's a beautiful thing. Well said. Brother Alex, give me a closing thoughts. Just honored, really. Um, now my mind is actually stopping. <laughs> Thank you. I was just going to say thanks for blowing my mind. Because uh, like multiple times while you guys were talking. just So I really appreciate that. And I wouldn't get that uh, any other way because I'm usually stuck in my own head. I live alone. So you, if you want to do this in a year uh, anniversary, I'm totally down. Hell yes, you are. Hell yes, you are. My closing thoughts is like, listen, we're on this planet. We all follow different paths, okay? These paths will take us all sorts of places, but the people we meet, the people we combine together, and the people we join in with are what's going to shape us. So if we're going to pick pieces of shit to hang out with and we're going to go kill, rob, and steal, that's the kind of piece of shit we're going to be. If we collect ourselves and collect our minds and join up with, I'm not saying that this is the right group for everybody, but this is the right group for me. I have chosen you and Mr. Antonio. I've chosen all, all of you guys because I find that the spiritual guiding path is lined with beautiful intention and beautiful people. I always say this uh, on all my podcasts. Yeah. I say this, everybody love everybody, unless you're a piece of shit, then, then you eat shit. <laughs> so you know what? We're going to do this again next year. And obviously we're going to have, you know, a podcast with, uh, you know, individually, you guys come on, we'll talk, we'll talk shit, you know, we'll talk, uh, we'll laugh, we'll have a good time. We'll drink some wine. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll do something. You know what I'm saying? We'll smoke some good ganja. Yeah. You'll, you'll smoke it. We'll have I'll it. Stock up. <laughs> we'll drink some wine. I don't even, I don't care what it is, man, but we're just going to still have a good time. And I thank you guys. I thank you all. Cause Jesse, I love you. Cousin. Thank you for having me. Miss Ella, I love you so much. Brother Alex, yeah, I love Ella, you so much. It was good to see you. It was good nice to see you, see you too. Oh, yes. All right, everybody. Nice to meet you, cousin Jesse. Cousin yeah. Jesse. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was a pleasure meeting you. Pleasure meeting every. I mean, I look forward to this. So it was very nice to see everybody again. Hell yeah. I'm certain we'll we'll probably cross paths again if, if Adam is the connection. We usually meet again at least once. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Always. I look forward to it. All righty. Thank you, everybody, for listening.
I've glowed with the light of the stars, traveled in dream states, showered peace and love to those in need. Breaking dark curses to alter unjust fates Between realms there's no telling just how many souls I freed Through lifetimes I cycled through to bring illumination With vibration move the energy you probably felt the glow Since the beginning of creation known the consequence But now I face a reality I prayed I'd never know See every time I give I lose a part of myself As long as there's been darkness there's been no time to rest And now I feel that darkness blanket my soul And I got nothing to hold cause there's not much light left all crashing down, look around, isolated by the shattered dreams, silent screams, trying to feel something, but knowing that I'm past a point of no return, I don't know if I keep what I got left to let it fade me into nothing. The chains when life called are pulling me back again But how do I even give the last of who I am? Losing me was never in the plan But there's only so much light that you can give until there is no more Crashing from the heavens just to float amongst the ocean floor Now you understand the death Lifeline faint and you can feel the shallow breath Vision hazy seeing shadows as they close in Find the strength to keep the door from closing Cause as soon as it does, I feel the hollow that follows The empty, the curse of benevolence that tempts me So tell me, you're reaching out and I don't know what to do This time, who do I save? Is it me or is it you? Just to float amongst the ocean floor.